Truly, we thank the Lord tonight for His goodness and thank God for His loving kindness. Yes. And thank God for being in the land of the living. Amen. We truly we serve a God that gives us grace and mercy to continue to do what He called us to do. You have your Bibles tonight. We want to go to Hebrews, the twelfth chapter of Hebrews, the twelfth chapter. Amen. When you get in, say amen. NLT, I'll be coming out of uh, tonight. New Living Translation. Amen. You have it. Say amen. Almost there. Almost there. All right. I read in your hearing first verse of the 12th chapter. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. And I'd like to use for thought this evening. God's disciplines proves his love. Father, we thank you for your loving kindness. Speak to our hearts and our minds as we go into your word. Give us ears to hear and a mind to obtain what the Spirit says to the church in the name of Jesus. Forgive us for our sins, and we thank you in Christ's name. The church say amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Let us strip off every weight that so slows us down that stop us from doing what God has called us to do especially the sin that so easily trip us up and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us in other words let nothing stop you stay Focus on the assignment that God has given you. Second verse says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him he endured the cross disregarding his shame now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne he is now seated in the place 
<laughs> of honor besides God's throne. Think of all the hostility, hostilities he endured from sinful people. All the stuff he went through just for us, for our past, our present, and our future sins. He was brutal. He went through hostilities. He went through things that no man could go through. Then you won't become weary and give up. If you just think about the things that Jesus went through, you won't be so easy to give up because he suffered for our sins he went to the cross he was crucified he was picked out to be picked on he was like sheep going to the slaughter because of us that's the love that he has for us after all you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. You ain't go to the cross when you sin. The Bible said we must mortify, I mean crucify our deeds of our body every day, not Sunday, every day we go through. You can't live a perfect life without the Holy Spirit. You can't even perfect it. Without the word of God and the spirit of God, you need help. Why? Because we was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So when you're born again, now you are ready to receive the spirit of God. That'll help you to live in the life that you are living now. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you? As his children, he said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. And don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves. You say, ain't done nothing. He's purifying you. And he punished each one he accepts as his child <clears throat> as ye endure his <clears throat> divine discipline mm. divine discipline remember that God is treating you as his own children who whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father. Children don't like to be disciplined, but it helps them as they grow. If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Sounds strange, but it's the truth. He punished, he chastised us because he loves us. Since we respected 
our earthly fathers who discipline us, should we submit even more to the discipline of the Father, of our spirit, and live forever? Hmm. For our earthly father disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us, <laughs> so that we might share in his holiness. What are you saying, preacher? His discipline and his punishment keeps us on the road of holiness. Because man thinks that he can do it his way and he messes and he errors against God. It's called jaywalking. Start at the corner so you won't get ran over. Amen, somebody. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. Hello, somebody. God, why? What, what's happening? Oh, Lord. Uh, you, it, ain't, it ain't happy. You ain't happy. You ain't happy at all. You may be crying and going through. It's painful. Amen, somebody. But afterwards, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So in other words, it's training. Even in your assignment, you have to continue to be trained by God. Because see, when you're trained by God, he's going to keep you on that holy road. If he can't, you're going to be falling off that road and you wind up in ditches. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Make out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. We are helpers of one and another. People are hurting. But the hurtest thing is when people in the church hurt people in the church. They are babes. They are weak. They don't know. But you continue to run your mouth. You continue to say things that really not of God. And you think God is in agreement with that? I don't think so. So when punishment comes your way, you will say, well, God, why me? I say, you run your mouth too much. I'm trying to keep you the sheepish shut and give me some praise and some worship because a lot of times folk don't know what they're talking about. Hurting people will always hurt people. Confused people will always confuse people. And people that are divided will always try to divide people. Always. They'll find and everything you say and everything you do, even how you live, they're going to find fault. But a call to listen to God 
Not so much people, but listen to God. Work at living in peace. You got to work at this. You got to work at living in peace with everyone. You know a lot of people are irate and just good and crazy and mad. Don't mean you have to get on that level. You know, when Jesus said, turn the other cheek, he was saying something. He was saying that actions are going to bring reactions if you don't know my spirit. Because you will retaliate. You think about how God delivered you and blessed you from sin. If a person looked hard at you, you couldn't melt them people and pour more on you then. But now they look at you up and down and say all kinds of stuff because they see, hear me now, that not only that you're covered, but they know you're following the book, the good book. And since you're following the good book, they always come with good trouble. <laughs> Try to make you feel like you ain't nothing or you believe them or think they got it going on. But the Lord said, I want to keep you on the holy road. That's why I discipline you and I punish you. Now, I discipline you to get your attention. But when I punish you, I want all of you, not just some of you. I want all of you. So for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. That's very important. That's why he's trying to keep you on the holy road. He wants you to see him. And if you're not holy, you ain't going to see him. Look after each other so that none of you fail to receive the grace of God. Thank God for his grace. It extends. God have grace on America. We have to look at how the blessings that we are and the blessings that we have. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. So if the root of poisonous or bitterness is in you, you're going to mess folk up. You're going to cor corrupt them in your talk, in your thinking, and you're going to find fault. So this is why the discipline is very important. Even if a child, you say, don't do that. And they'll wait till you leave and they'll do something. And you'll know if they've done it because you told them not to do it. They come back with the cookie crumbs on their face. So... Or, or, or cook it in your pocket. Say, then I tell you, not yet. You got to eat your dinner. Then you can have the cookies. But they say in their mind, look, I want me some cookies, and I want them now. I want no dinner now. I want them cooking. I'll get that dinner later. So what happens when you discipline them, it ain't, it's painful to them. It is. Because when they sit down and eat their dinner, they ain't pain. <laughs> They sitting on they rump it up. Hello, somebody. Amen. And they think about well, why uh, you had to do that to me. Well, I want it was a cookie. No, you can have a cookie, but after your dinner. What are you doing? Teaching them responsibility of being obedient. Right. 
Because in this world, you're going to have to listen to somebody one way or another. Make sure that no one is immoral or godless like Esau, who traded his birthright as the firstborn son for a single meal for a piece of bread. He sold his birthright. You know that afterwards, when he wanted his father's blessing, <clears throat> he was rejected. It was too late for repentance. Now, when I was looking at this, and when he said he was too late for repentance, I said, oh my gosh, if you can't repent, you can't be with God. Right. He said, it was too late for repentance for what he'd done. Even though he begged with a bitter, bitter tears. He was mad, he was upset, but it was too late for repentance for what he'd done. You have not come to a physical mountain, to a place of flaming fire, darkness, gloom, and a whirlwind, as the Israelites did at Mount Sinai. For they heard an awesome trumpet blast and a voice so terrible that they begged God to stop speaking. <laughs> they hollered out, Moses, you're going to have to talk to God. Let me tell you about what Moses did. What Moses said, though, he says, they staggered back under God's command. If even an animal touches the mountain, he must be stoned to death. Moses himself was so frightened at the sight that he see, that he said, I am terrified and trembling. In other words, he was God's messenger. God had his hand on him. But when God spoke from heaven to on Mount Sinai, look, even his mouthpiece was shaking. He was scared. Yes, he had a relationship with God. And the people that that mountain that when he spoke, that even if an animal would touch it, it was stoned to death. In other words, the power, the thunder of God's voice. Even if Moses, a man that gave the law, and he heard what God said after, even after commandment, he heard it shook him, it changed him. Matter of fact. It brought him closer. When God speak to you, it's going to bring you closer to him. He tell him, well, he ain't holler at me. Well, he, wrote, he said something in his word. He said something in his word. He said, well, see, back on the day, he, God was what you call show and tell. <laughs> Today, he show and listen and destroys. That's what's happening. People are getting sick. They get messed up in their minds. You hear me? Whatever disease is out there, what's it called? The plagues, they're here. Uh -huh. 
and they are attacking people, minds, body, and spirit. When God is trying to tell you something, you need to at least have the audacity to sit down and listen to what he's saying. Amen. No, you have not come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to countless thousands of angels in a joyful gathering. In other words, the new Jerusalem is coming down. He's talking about angels back to back. Before humans there were there, there were angels. And the angels would do God's bidding. It was so powerful that they, right now, they fire around him. Holy, holy, holy. They are protectors on the throne of God. In other words, they're singing holy, 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 holy. It sounds so beautiful when the angels are singing and protecting around gods, which are the cherubims. And then there's the seraphims that's down here. The cherubims that goes around God's throne, and they protect. But the seraphims down here, they can transform themselves. Why do you think a lot of stuff had happened? You ain't died like others died, others were killed. Stuff happened, accidents, people start shooting and all that kind of stuff. The angel was there to block all of that. God yet still protected you. Maybe your mind was a little foul, but God said, my word, my spirit, I see grace in you. I'm going to save you. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to send somebody for you to speak my word. You have come to the assembly of God's firstborn children <laughs> whose names are written in heaven. Okay, what's going on down? You got to make sure your name is written. You have come to God himself who is the judge over all things. You have come to the spirits of the righteous ones in heaven who have now been made perfect. My, my, my. Because your name is written down. In other words, he said, when the new Jerusalem comes down, see, when he's talking about that eternal life, he's talking about you're going to live forever. The dust, this flesh, they got to go back to the dirt. That's where, that's where it came from. But your spirit is eternal. And he said, what a joy we're going to have on that day when Jesus comes to get what belongs to him. You have come to Jesus, the one who meditates the new covenant between God and people and to the sprinkled of blood which speaks of forgiveness. Instead of crying out for revenge like the blood of Abel. His blood cried out because his brother killed him. In other words, he said there's power in forgiveness. And a lot of times, people, they just don't forgive. They, <coughs> hold, they hold it in. And when they hold it in, it ages them. It afflicts them. It makes them feel some type of way. Anytime someone has done something to you and they come into the room, 
you can't get comfortable, you can't, you, like you walking on eggshells, something wrong, something wrong. The Bible says fear no man. But a lot of times people have not forgiven folks. And a lot of people have went to their graves not forgiving folk. And a lot of people went to their graves early because they didn't forgive. Forgiveness is very powerful, people. It takes the Holy Spirit. He said he cried out for vengeance like the blood of Abel. Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger, that's who he was, the earthly messenger, we will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. God is speaking as we speak now. And this world has gone tip-top, flip-flop. They done gone crazy. I'm talking about folk that say they know God. Ain't no way in the world you can know God and reject him, divorce him, abandon him, and leave him like that. He's been good to you. Well, I'm sorry. I know you're sorry. But repentance, Scripture says, he was too late for repentance. He saw it was too late for repentance. And a lot of people are going to be too late for repentance. The rapture going to hit so fast, you ain't going to have time to say, Lord, forgive me. Because he said he's coming in, what, twinkling of an eye. That's fast. You try to say, Lord, forgive me, and black your eye. You're going to bat about six, seven times. But he's going to come on his first blink. Came and got what he want. And that's us. You got to make up your mind. You cannot serve two masters. Either you're going to love one, and I know you're going to hate the other one. Well, I love them all. Something wrong with you. No. I like, I love, no. Jesus said, if any man loves me, let him be my himself. He said, now, pick up your your cross. Uh, he said, pick up John 16 and 33. <laughs> he said, you've had trials and tribulations. <laughs> this boy, he said, you go ahead, but I overcame that. He said, pick that up. Read that. That's what you read. All right, now. Then get your mic, too. Read on that. He said, that's what you do. And when you read that, get understanding, you're going to learn something. <laughs> I'm seeing so many people. I'm, I look at it. If you notice, think about it. You see more people at Weddings and funerals. Now, check this out. Young people graduating all over. I just look and watch. I say, they didn't go off. They graduated. But you're graduating for a piece of paper. See, you can always skip through school. But are you educated in your mind? Because you are responsible for your spiritual knowledge. That's right. And you only get that through church. Oh, yeah. Well, we ain't never been to church when well, you don't know nothing about God. But once you come to church, you're going to learn. That's why I say, train up a child in the way it should go when it get old. He said, it will not depart. And if it do depart, it got to come back because of what was already seated in them, which is the Spirit of the Lord. 
There are a lot of folk out there right now as we speak going through smoking cigarettes, smoking a joint, shooting dope, taking pills, and hearing what I'm saying right now, put it down. That's the God of this world. He will bless you to keep you and to keep you high. But when it comes down to reality and spirituality, you need God. I'm talking about Jehovah God. And once he in your life, let me tell you something. And I watch over the years, I see people just come to Christ, look like God just blessed them with everything. Say what? Well, people ask me, well, why they get this? Why? Well, he's building their faith. And then they've been in the faith two, three years. Look like they can't get what they were getting first that fast. God is still building their faith. He said, I don't want you to come at me if there's no fish sandwich. He says, more than that. There ain't no barbecue ribs and all that. He says, more than that. It's your spirituality. He says, labor now for food. But we do. And we get mad. And we get upset. But things don't go our way. Like I said before, you go to work. And he regarded and the boss will tell you, look, you're, 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 you're a Christian, aren't you? Yes, I am. He said, don't worry about it. We pay you next week. You're going to see how much God you got in you. You're going to say, Father, Mary, John, Matthew, Luke, Luke, you call all of them. They can't help you. Why? Because you're ready to go off. You know, hard. get up early in the morning and go out there and do working 12 hours a day. And the boss put his ass and he talked to you. You think he's going to get you a raise. He's smiling. Think you'll get a raise or a new position? Yes, you do. And he said, he said, how you been? Oh, I'm doing all right, boss. I'm doing fine. Listen, you, you're a Christian. You believe it, right? Oh, yes, I am. He said, well, listen, I'm a little short this week. I got other new people out there. I got to pay them. But since you're a Christian, because you got longevity with you, I'll pay you next week. Is that all right? Your mouth going to hang over like a gate. Well, how am I going to pay him? He don't care nothing about you paying your bills. You're going to see how much God you got in you. Right. You're going to see. You say, well, I'm leaving this job now because I'm going to take him out. No, no, no. You say, no, 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 no. You say, you say, God, and God is looking at your faith. See, God is not right. He say, yeah, I know it's not right, but you're being tested. Remember St. John 16 and 33? <laughs> Never forget that scripture. <laughs> it's very important, people of God. You're going to have it in the world. You're in the world. So you're going to have it. But you got to know how to overcome it. You say, well, that ain't fair. Well, life ain't fair. So, when God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. He makes another promise. Once again, he said, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. I'm going to shake the heavens. Look, I'm going to go a little further. I'm going to shake the heavens. Last time I shook the earth when I spoke from Mount Sinai. He said, and this means that all of creation, 
will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. Look at the judge. You that remain were unshakable. You can't let people, places, and things turn you out from your teaching, which is very important. When I zoom in on you, Pastor, you ain't got to zoom in on me. God zooming in on you. You seeing what you're doing? The media has gone crazy. They didn't flip out. They ever had anything on that. They don't care. But the hurtest thing, when you got preachers tearing down other preachers and churches tearing down other churches, they're really coming against God. He said, let every man be a what? A liar. And God is true. And I'm looking and I say, it's a shame. I say, what about somebody sitting there trying to get off of drugs and he talking about this preacher ain't this, he ain't that, he got this, women wearing this. He went, they don't want to hear it. They want to hear How can I get out of the mess that I'm in? I need help. Help look like it's all, look, help is always there for folk evicted. They evict help out. Folk, don't, folk ain't like they used to be. They're changing every day. That's why he said, in the world, you're going to have trials and tribulation. He said, but I overcame it. So, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, still sticking, still holding on, still believing because I'm a citizen of the kingdom. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. In other words, it's time for a change. I'm not saying you ain't praying and worshiping God. He said, but let us be with a holy fear that we worship him. God loves a worship. Yes, he does. We got to be unshakable. We got to make up our mind who we're going to serve. We got to stick and stay. Can't change up like, like, like the weather. You saw the weather change. Yesterday morning, I had to put on me a whole sweatsuit and a coat. I say, what, what, what is here? Look at this. Look at the times. Now, I see some people still running around half naked, but, you know, they, they, they want summer to be here. But he said, you ain't going to understand the times from the weather. It would surprise me if we got six inches of snow tomorrow. All right. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, brother. So, there are four seasons. And if you know that, since you've been serving God, like you serve God, don't let the devil attack you on each season. Sometimes he attacks you more than once on each season. 
Look like every time you're going through, that's your nickname. Going through. That, that, that seems like your nickname. Hey, Percy. Percy who? Persecution. Because somebody always cursing you. And Seymour. Always coming at you. But you got to be unshakable. In other words, he said, unshakable. Unshakable things will remain. If you're unshakable, you're going to remain. You're going to stick and stay. Look at the church. A shaking church and a changing world. They change with the world. Whatever the world do, they do. And that's why it's so hard. That's why folks don't want to come to church because they want to bring the world in the church. Now, a lot of pastors, and them, they, you know, they, they come, you come as you are. Sure, but after you've been there six years, you said, this would be a change. This would be some kind of change in you. You can't be coming with no booty shorts on every time you have service. Hey, Amen. Something wrong. You got the wrong concept. You might be going to the bar and get on the pole. Can't do that up in the church. Because you're going to get rebuked. Cannot allow the flesh to run your life. Amen, somebody. He says, he said, he said, even if he said, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses, those that already went on, they see what we're doing to the life of faith. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Anything that slows you down, it's just like a ship. When a ship is going and it's got a hole in it, they start what? Throwing stuff off so they won't go under. And a lot of times as we being believers, a lot of stuff, you got to get off of you. A lot of people, you got to cut loose. I don't care how much business you didn't hold them about you or they know all your little secrets and all, you got to turn them off. He said, strip them off. He said, let us strip off every weight. That's a weight that slows us down. You don't need nothing to slow you down. It's just like you driving your car. And that car, you're doing 40, 60 miles an hour, and the car started going down. It's going down to 50 and 40. What's wrong with this car? You look, oh, I got to get gas. But the car already messed up. You stepping on it, it ain't moving. Uh-uh, no, no, I got to get up out of here. Well, it's the same way of serving God. You can't stay the same. You change through the word of God. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips, trips us up. In other words, that trick us up, thinking it's good. Look like, well, that's green grass. So when you get over it, you find that actual turf. That, that, that ain't grass. And people tell you, come on over. Come on down. I ain't coming down. No, 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 no. If you in heavenly places, you better stay there. And folk attack you. And, and like I say, John 16, 30, stay in your heavenly place. They got to come up to you. And when they come to you, you can see them when they're coming. And he had the power to be built. The Bible says resist the devil, he will flee. Not you fleeing. He said, and let us run with endurance. 
In other words, yes, you're going through. You're afflicted. You got pain, setbacks, heartache. He said, but let us run with endurance. The race God has set before us. He set it before us. That's your assignment. You got to keep going. You got to hold your head up. People may think you're crazy, but your mind is fixed on God. And that's the way you got to roll. Can I get a witness? In my conclusion, for our God is a devouring fire. Our God is a devouring fire. I hope that this message has helped you. Or that you learned something from it. God's discipline proves his love. God's discipline proves his love. And we look at it the wrong way. God, he, he let this happen to me. Wait here, God, 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 God said, I'm disciplining you. I'm pruning you. I want you to remain in me. Say, stay connected. And when you stay connected, I can bless you. And so many people are connecting them things with other things. But as a vine that grows in the branches, that's on it. It changes. So be blessed and be encouraged. Father, we thank you for this time and this space. We thank you for this word that seek down in our hearts and our minds. And we give you praise and we give you honor. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.